When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Argyle Chat, the weekly Argyle podcast brought to you by Plymouth Live Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Argyle Chat. A happy new year to all of you listeners and a happy new year to my guests, Chris Errington and Jack Ball. Hi chaps. Oh, you say guests as if we're not here a lot of the time. I should say <laughs> colleagues really, should I? So guests, yeah, that's very true. We do spend quite a bit of time in it, Stuart. I'd like to think of myself as more than just a guest. <laughs> Indeed. Well, a happy new year to you. Yeah, happy anyway. new year to everyone out there. Um, I guess really when you look back at the festive period it was kind of consistently inconsistent in some ways a win, a draw and a loss what have you guys made of the festive period for our girl? Well I think we spoke me and Chris at a Facebook live beforehand and I think six, seven points was sort of the sort of the target was it? would yeah. be deemed a successful Christmas and Argyle managed just the four points out of the four games going back to, from the 3-0 defeat to Accrington 4 to the 3-0 win of Roxford and you're quite right they sort of bookended it um, with those two results um, so overall, we have to say it's been a bit disappointing, really. I think I can argue that four points out of 12 isn't great, especially when you look at them and AFC Wimbledon was one of the defeats and that's one of the teams that are going are battling to try and get out of the relegation places with. But they topped it off with a 3-0 win over Oxford, so it's left things on a more positive note going into the Southland game, which we'll talk more about in a bit. Yeah, quite ironic, really, Chris. I'll get that fantastic win against Oxford, and by all accounts, it's one of their best performances of the season. Yeah, and then they have a, a big break, and I guess what the players probably would have wanted was another game to come round quickly. Yeah, I mean, Derek Adams was asked about that after immediately after the Oxford game. You know, was it a shame not to have another game coming up soon? You know, to build on that Oxford one. But no, he he said no, and he thought it was a good thing for the players to to have a break. They'd had four games in eleven days. He uh, gave them, I think, four days off. They were able to go and visit family and friends. You know, Christmas is a hectic time for professional footballers. Well, we're all trying to enjoy ourselves. You know, they are, you know, training and travelling. And, you know, let's not forget they had to travel to Burton and um, uh, Wimbledon over Christmas. It all eats into time. And um, he felt that, you know, giving them a break now, uh, they were back in on training on Monday morning, preparing uh, as a normal week for Southend this Saturday would do them good. They've got 20 games to go. It almost feels like they've had a, a mini break and now they've come back um, and ready to go for 20 really, really important games. So reflections, I'd agree with Jack, you know, I think six or seven points over Christmas would have been, um, you know, good, acceptable. So for to only be four was disappointing. The only thing is, is that they did finish on a high against Oxford. It was without doubt one of their best performances mm. of the season certainly at home park it gave the fans I think a bit of belief you know that they saw the team play well um, it's given the players a bit of belief hopefully um, Oxford were poor but they are one of the teams that Argyle are, are probably going to have to try and finish above this season so um, it was an important victory um, but overall Christmas wasn't what Argyle would have hoped for I think oh, sorry I was going to say I was just thinking the good thing about the Oxford game from my perspective was the goals were coming from elsewhere not just Freddie Ladapo who I think has mm. been relied very heavily upon this, this season and to see the likes of uh, 
Lemiris get two goals and, 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 and other midfielder players to get goals is great because it takes the pressure off of someone that's had a lot of burden yeah, to place on them. I guess the one disappointment over Christmas was really that defeat at, at Wimbledon. But mm. um, I thought the team really sort of responded well to that. You know, that was a good point away at Bursting because yes. I don't think many people expected our goals to get anything up there. Mm. And then, you know, the win against Oxford, as you say, Chris, against the relegation rival. I mean, the, the Wimbledon defeat was, was particularly painful because of the way it happened. You know, Jan Songo, who I, I think's had a good season overall, mm. made, a, made a terrible mistake for the goal that won the game for Wimbledon. Um, it wasn't a great game. Argyle didn't play particularly well, but I, I think a draw on balance would have been the, the right sort of result in that game. So to lose it in that manner to a team that you're trying to finish above in the table was, was really painful. And then three day, days later to go up to Burton and to be 1-0 down after four minutes with, uh, uh, with Kyle Leathering in goal because Matt Macy was out injured and had, again a reshuffled back four. And you know, I can remember sitting there after 10, 15 minutes thinking, crikey, this could be three or four if, if it carries on like this. So for them to, to turn it around, get a 1-1 draw, and on the balance of the play, you could certainly argue that Argyle were the better team in that, in that game uh, after their second half performance. That was, a decent, that was a decent point. And then they've gone and beaten Oxford. So the, the glass half full approach is that you know, they're unbeaten in the last two, a good point at Burton, three points against Oxford. And now they've got a run of games against teams that um, you know are not particularly high up in the table. Um, so you've got to be looking to try and uh, capitalise on those. Absolutely. We saw, uh, of course, the, the January transfer window opened on the 1st of the month. Argyle quickly uh, doing some business with uh, Oscar Threlkeld coming back from, um, where was it, Beveren? Fastland and Beveren, isn't Be- it? Beveren, 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 Beveren. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, interesting, he only played a couple of games while he was out there, um, so he's not really played too much first-team football. Return to the club on loan. Chris, um, you spoke to Derek Adams this morning. Here is what he had to say. We, we, we obviously um, follow a wee bit short in midfield, and um, we decided to take him back uh, as a midfielder uh, to give us that defensive cover in that middle of the park and he's obviously gone across to Belgium uh, it hasn't worked out for him there it gives him the opportunity to, to come back here for 20 games you know try and get some some game time and uh, we obviously know him well uh, at the football club so that makes it easier you know for us that uh, somebody's coming in that uh, has been here before He's known quantity, isn't he? You know, he, he knows the club, he mm. knows some of the players, you know him. Yeah. Does, does that make it an easier sort of deal to, to contemplate doing? Yeah, without a doubt, mm. because um, he performed well for us uh, when he was here before. He played in a variety of positions. He either played in uh, right-back, left-back or central midfield and, uh, you know, performed well. So it gives us that added balance to the squad where um, we have got cover uh, all over. What's he said about his time in Belgium? He played a couple of games to start off with and then hasn't hasn't featured. Yeah, I haven't spoken too much about that, mm. but um, you know, I think that uh, it's always difficult when you go to uh, a European country and to try and get uh, yourself established. But uh, you know, he'll come back here, and we've obviously given him uh, another opportunity to do well. And you say midfield, not right back. Yeah, midfield. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't consider contemplate playing him. No, yeah, we've got good cover there. Joe Riley and uh, Smith Brown. We've got uh, Taraf, Taraf Moore. Uh, so you know we could play him there, but uh, it's not uh, a prime objective to play him there um, because we've got good cover there. Well, that was interesting, Chris. I think the thing to take out of that was the fact that he's been brought back to play in midfield. 
Yes, which is a bit of a surprise, I think. I mean, uh, I was working on the assumption that Oscar would come back as a right-back. I, I think I probably wasn't the only one. I should imagine a lot of fans were, um, because, you know, right-back hasn't been a settled position for Argyle this season. Um, I suppose you can see that there is potential um, scope to have a, a new central midfield player. Argyle have had injuries in there. Uh, Jamie Ness, unfortunately, hasn't been able to stay fit. You know, if he... If he was fit, he'd be in the team every week, but he hasn't been able to stay fit. David Fox is 35, you know, our, 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 is a long season going to take its toll on him. Anthony Sarsavik's had a good run in the team recently, but he has had injury problems in the past. And, um, you know, Oscar Threlkeld has played in midfield for Argyle uh, in the past. He will give them more energy and a bit more sort of, um, you know, legs to get around midfield and uh, playing a defensive midfield role. Um, then you might be able to use Zan Songo as a centre back if you if you if you saw fit. So I, I was a bit surprised to hear that, but um, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think, Jack? You know, Oscar in midfield. The good thing about Oscar is his versatility, isn't it? I think mm. that's helpful in any transfer market, especially if you're working with such a limited budget. Which I understand our goals budget isn't the biggest, as we all know. So I think his versatility would be a big um, plus for him. That's being said, I'm sure that if Argo keep conceding goals. There's no, there's a chance that he will play at right back at some point in the season. You know, we've seen how good he can be at right back. We've seen how much Argyle struggled last season when he was out injured. You had your Gary Miller, then you playing at right back, it didn't particularly work, and um, and then you had Gary Sawyer eventually going over to right back, um, and then Oscar Felga came back, and you could see the lift in the team. So there's definitely potential for that to happen, but he was a midfielder before when he came to Argyle originally, and that sometimes that can be forgotten because of what he did during his. Other three spells with the club because let's not forget it's the fourth time yeah. Argyle signed him. We mentioned the Oxford game and the right back against Oxford was Ashley Smith Brown mm. who, who hadn't played there uh, or started a game there before. He went there instead of playing at left back and he actually had possibly his best game in an Argyle shirt. So um, you've got Joe Riley, Tafari Moore, and Ashley Smith Brown. So there's there's options there. There's no, no two ways about it. It's got to be said though. It's a bit of a concern. That is one thing that does concern me. That the amount of players have been playing better in positions that yes. are not theirs because you've had Conor Grant yep. playing at left back now you've got mm. left back playing at right back and mm. th there's definitely questions to be asked about recruitment going forward yeah. you know and I think Derek Adams will probably learn from that Do you think it's a bit of a show of faith then that you know he's, he's come out and publicly said that he wants Oscar to play in midfield it's, mm. it's putting his faith in yeah. the, the right backs that he's mentioned it, It's certainly um, um, uh, a move designed to make sure they don't get too down on themselves or down on the situation and uh, you know he's come out pretty strong there and said no I'm, I'm happy with the right backs I've got at the moment you know you, if if things didn't go well you know for whatever reason injury form whatever and you've got Oscar Threlkeld in your squad you, you would surely consider him at right back so it's it's maybe not a case of never play at right back but it, it certainly sounds from um, what Derek Adams said uh, said to me that you know midfield is what he's been brought into play, and you know he will provide the legs and the defensive solidity that will maybe allow the likes of Anthony Sarsavik and people like that to bomb forward up the pitch and uh, you know try and get a few more goals. As Jack was just saying about Argyle do need goals for more than just Freddie yeah. Ladbo. I was going to say as well, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if I'm being totally honest to see Tafari more maybe go out on loan to a League Two club. I think if you've got Joe Riley who's had some best performances in, in, in mm. among some of the bad ones. You've also got now Frelkud who can play them. Smith Brown who had a very good game there against Oxford. Mm. For me, I think looking at the situation, him going out on loan to a League Two club could be beneficial to both 
Argyle and to Safari Moor. So that wouldn't surprise me to see that happen. It well. certainly seems to have been a problem position for Argyle this season. I mean, you guys see them week in, week out, and you know, yeah. The right back marks haven't been particularly high this season. And left backs, to be fair, all defenders. All defenders. Yeah, I think particularly the wing backs have found it so difficult to stop crosses coming into the box, which puts more and more and more pressure on the two on the two centre backs. And I think that has been one of the key problems. And I don't know how you go about stopping that because we all know that it's easy to criticise them, but we all know they're going to be working hard in training. They're not going to be in training just sat around not trying to work on these things. But whatever they've tried in training hasn't stopped those crosses from coming in. They did stop that somewhat against Oxford, and unsurprisingly, they got a clean sheet. So that has to be their priority of trying to sort that out. Yeah, collectively, the defence hasn't been good enough, and it's not just the right backs; it's the left backs, the centre backs, the goalkeeper. In fact, the whole team. You know, because you know, football is a team game, and it's easy to put the spotlight on the defence, and and we all do it. Um, But you know, if the team are defending well further up the pitch, there's less opportunities for players to get in positions to then get in those crosses that aren't being closed down in time and then putting the goal centre-backs under pressure. It's sort of yeah. one thing after another, yeah. isn't it? And the best thing Absolutely. that Frelko do, I think, is coming off the 3-0 win against Oxford, bringing someone like Frelko, who was a very popular player with the fans, is another boost for fans going into what Chris has said is a crucial period of the season. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it turns into a permanent deal in the summer. Mm. I believe he's got two and a half years left on his current contract. Yes. In, a bedroom, but if it's not working out for him, he's not going to want to sit on the bench, especially in a foreign country. No, he? no, I mean he'll be he'll still have two years left on his contract this summer. If it goes well at Argyle, then you know there's a decision to be made there. If it goes well at Argyle and other clubs are interested in him, then you know who knows. But um, you know, as far as I understand it, it's just purely a loan at the moment, and then they'll get to the summertime and uh, reassess from there. And fair play to him for giving it a go. You know, we yeah. spoke to him after yes. he left, and he said he didn't want to get to the end of his career and think I never tried that. So fair play to him. It's not worked out so far, but you know sometimes you've got to have the, have the sort of balls yeah, to go and try these things. Absolutely. Careful with your language, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't got bleep machine. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Can't afford one of those. Um, so as we say, that's the first signing done this January. Derek Adams doesn't expect any more signings ahead of the game on Saturday. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, so. Um, going to be a quiet week hopefully from well, our point of view but um, <laughs> well, which think he will strengthen Chris looking forward yeah I mean I asked him this morning were there going to be any more signings before uh, Saturday and he said no and he, he sounded fairly emphatic on no but um, I think we all have sort of done this job long enough to know that all it takes is one phone call one player moves to another club and then that frees up a player that the you're chain after reaction. the chain reaction yeah. so um, the, the answer was no but you know, we're, we're quite a long way from Saturday now, and if things start to fall into place, who knows uh, what might happen? Where's he going to um, uh, uh, strengthen up? Uh, centre back to me has to be one of the, the top priorities, uh, at least one, maybe two. I think we've I've mentioned this before, but if we could find a, a similar type of player to Zach Viner, maybe a, a, a younger, mobile, quick centre-back that can play as the number two centre-back off somebody that goes and wins the headers, whether that be Ryan Edwards or Niall Canavan. I think if you could get somebody in there, a bit more pace, a bit more mobility to the other half of defence, that would be um, would be really key. So um, if they could find somebody in that mould. Um, I did think they needed more legs in central midfield, so if you're looking at, at that, then, then Oscar Threlkel brings that. And I think they definitely need a, need a striker because they've got Ladapo and uh, Ryan Taylor 
but after that you really are you know very limited in, in what you've got in attacking options Callum Dyson isn't getting in anywhere near the squad he would seem likely to maybe leave in January because he's just playing Southwest Peninsula League games which is no good for him and no good for Argo um, Alex Fletcher's playing in, in the Southwest Peninsula League the Central League the Premier League Cup but he's not really knocking on the door of the first team by the looks of it so you've got Ladabo and Taylor but somebody that just give you a bit of variety to play up front, you know, a bit of a goal poacher, even if it's someone that comes on for 20 minutes, half an hour, and you know, can uh, run around and play off Ladapo or Taylor or something like that, I think would be, uh, would be important. I don't know about you, Jack. The only other position is possibly is a, is a winger, maybe. Mm. It, you know, Greg Wilde's left, he came, he's yeah. made a few pins off the bench this season. I know they've got, they've got Carey, they've got Lemiris, they've got Grant, and they've got uh, Jeff Cott, mm. who can all, all play there admittedly, but if... if Greg Walt, sorry, if Lionel Ainsworth goes as well, which we're all expecting to happen, then that's two winners down. And we've all seen Argyle's injury record over the last few years to know that it could easily happen again and they might be struggling. So that wouldn't surprise me totally, although I agree with Chris, it's not key. It's, I think there are other positions that um, are more interesting. But what I would say, I don't know if I'm supposed to plug TV shows, but the Sunderland, we were speaking about the Sunderland yeah. documentary, and I'd recommend any Argyle fans giving that a go to get an insight into how transfers work, because there's Absolutely. a fascinating episode about... Um, the fact they're waiting on one or two players who are told them they'll come and then they reject at the last minute and it takes two more days to get someone else to even speak to and it's an in- interesting insight into how sort of behind the scenes transfers work that I've not seen before and I found it interesting so um, even though I've got uh, working at a much lower level in terms of b- budget I'm, I'm sure the uh, sort of the way it works is still the same so yeah absolutely that's on Netflix that. isn't it it's Netflix documentary. yeah well worth a watch um I guess the big question though we're talking about all the incomings hmm. the last thing Argyle are going to want is an inflated squad so there's going to have to be some outgoings as well isn't it I mean Jack you, you spoke about Tafari Moore that's a good shout if he goes out on loan yeah. but he's not going to free up enough of, of a sort of budget for no, but lots they, of incomings they've, they've got rid of Harry Bergoyne haven't they they've got rid of his, his wages they've got rid of Greg Wilde now um, Stuart O'Keefe who was on loan and Cardiff yeah. has gone back to Cardiff so if you take Bergoyne O'Keefe that's free wages Wilde almost certainly Ainsworth you know, maybe Dyson, maybe more. You know, there's 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 six departures I think off the top of my head there, and maybe one or two others are on on loan and things like that. So um, I'd be still surprised. You know, yeah. it'd be interesting to see what happens with Matt Macy. I don't know if yeah. he's expected back anytime soon, soon or what. But Michael I, Cooper, for me, if Macy is fit and is going to stay in Derham's first team plans, and Levering is the is going to be the backup. And for me, Cooper needs to go on loan. I think that's the stage he's getting to. He doesn't need to be playing Southwest Premier League games, in my view. I mean, I personally was surprised that he maybe wasn't given the nudge over Levering, to be honest. But that's that to me shows that Levering, sorry, that Cooper now needs to move on and get some first team football elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I find that an interesting one because um, you know we spoke earlier in the season when Macy came in, and there was a debate as to whether that was the right thing to do. You know, given a young goalkeeper from another club an opportunity when. I've got, I've got a very highly promising youngster of their own that could be playing. Yeah. Um, Macy's not really had the best of seasons, has he? So, I mean, looking ahead to South End, could Macy again? It's all down that. It's, it's not all down shot. to Macy. I mean, I've I've not been able to impress him. I I was quite excited by the signing. I thought it would work particularly well, but the defensive as a defence, they've not helped him out in the slightest. But I can't, was, I can't say I'd be too upset if I saw that Macy's contract was ended to be honest well Derek Adams explained to me over Christmas that Arsenal have a recall clause um, but Argyle don't have a clause in January so um, he's he's done okay I don't think he's you know he's had a hard act to follow in a bit in the terms of 
Remy Matthews was an excellent loan signing for Argyle last season and the fans really took to him. And obviously Luke McCormick was around as well and he was a popular player. And um, uh, Matt Macy's had some good games and he's had some poor games. Uh, he had a, a, a dead leg, that's why he's missed the last two games. Um, if it was a dead leg, he would have thought he'd be fit for Saturday. Um, so I, uh, I would expect him to be around. That said, you know, Carl Leveran's played two games. Argyle haven't lost either of them. He, he kept a clean sheet against Oxford. Um, you know, I think if Matt Macy's fit, he'll be in. But, you know, you wouldn't be totally surprised if, if um, Carl Leveran uh, got a chance. But I think... You know, if Matt Macy's fit, he'll, he'll start against Southend. And mm. as far as uh, Michael Cooper and Loans, um, I think all the development squad players, including Michael Cooper, have been made available for Loans. Uh, Derek Adams has looked to get them to National League South clubs or above. So that's why Dan Rooney, Jordan Bentley and now Alex Battle have all gone to Truro. I don't think he feels as much value in loaning players out to clubs lower than National League South. Um, so maybe one of the reasons that Michael Cooper hasn't gone out on loan, and might be the reason, is that you know there's not too many National League clubs that need or want to take an 18-year-old goalkeeper. You know, and no matter how highly we we rate him, um, so um, but uh, yeah, so that's I think the Argyle goalkeeping situation at the moment. I, I would anticipate Macy playing on Saturday. Do you think he'll stay for? The rest yes, of the I, I don't see why not. Yeah, Matt, um, yeah, I don't see I don't see why not. Um, I suppose if. You know, there's been speculation about Remy Matthews coming back because of what's been going on at Bolton. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting situation. It, it is. I mean, it's pure speculation in terms of any sort of link with Argyle. Um, you know, if, if, big if, there was an opportunity to get him back, then you'd, you'd be stupid not to explore it. But from talking to the manager and just talking, and just the, I don't get a feeling that that's going ha- to that's, that's gonna happen. Um, but... Never say never in football. No, that's right. The one thing I would say with Macy is that he, he just seems like a typical young goalkeeper. That, I, I mean, the, the, mm. the unfortunate thing for a goalkeeper mm. is when they make a mistake, yeah. a mistake, they're so exposed, aren't they? And it mm. invariably leads to a goal because of the position they're playing. And that just seems to be the case with Macy. The, the, thing, the thing with Macy is he, he's, he's capable of making some very good he's saves. He's brilliant saves, saves, isn't isn't But yeah. for me, from what we see, he doesn't control his box enough. He's not vocal enough. Mm. Um, but that's the sort of thing that comes with experience, doesn't it? Yeah, of course, but I've got now in a relegation battle, yeah. and that, that's the problem. His distribution's not good enough, in my view, for someone that's been at Arsenal for as long as he's been at. So he needs to work on all that, and it's, you know, Argahor in, in a bit of a desperate situation, yeah. maybe not as desperate as it was a week ago, but... See, that's just the interesting thing. I just think, why not let Michael Cooper be that person instead? You know, make, the, make the errors, learn from the errors, and become a better goalkeeper. I still think... I've said this for a while. I still think that he's been primed for next season, and that next season. he's loaning he's loaned to Macy. I wouldn't be surprised if Leveran left at the end of the season, or maybe possibly as a backup. I wouldn't be surprised if Cooper was in the first team next season. Hopefully, in League One. It's interesting. It's one. <laughs> watch this space, as they say. Yeah, indeed. watch this space. Uh, one player that has left, and we've mentioned him already, Greg Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, second time around, coming back to Home Park didn't really work out for him. Did it, it? sort of went similar, well, worse than the first time time yeah. around, but. The frustrating thing about him, in my view, is he's got plenty of pace. He's just got no finishing product. He's not particularly great at crossing the ball or you can run into dead ends. Um, but I do know that he was, he was quite popular in terms of personality with fans. He was always quite polite to fans. I know, obviously, Joe, the, the, little, the little kid that everyone sees at Argyle, he was particularly close to Greg Wilde, and yeah. Greg Wilde was particularly good with Joe. Um, so I think that'll be 
99.9% of the Green Army will wish him luck up in Scotland and it's probably a good move for Argyle and a good move for him as well. But it frees up a wage for Derek Adams to, to put to use elsewhere. Um, Derek Adams said to, uh, said to me on Tuesday morning that Greg Wilde was going to a Scottish Premiership club. He didn't want to say which one, but it looks as though it's Livingston, who are currently seventh in the Scottish te- top flight, so that's clearly a good move. Um, Greg's from Scotland, so it's a return home for him, which will be good. And I'd only echo what uh, Jack said about Greg as a, as, a, as a guy and as a person and someone that the fans could, could stop and talk to. You know, whenever I saw him, he'd always stop, chat, smile, shake hands. Really nice, really nice guy. Second spell. First spell, I think, was pretty good. He scored the first goal ever for Argo under Derek Adams' management. You know, he was part of a team that got to a player final. Uh, second time around, it hasn't, hasn't worked out. But um, we wish him all the very best. And there's, there's quite a few ex-Argyle players knocking around the Scottish <laughs> Premiership now, isn't there? So um, yeah. he'll come up, with, uh, up, up against some, some familiar faces in the likes of... Uh, Hartley and McHugh and, and Tanner and, and people like that, Anthony O'Connor um, and what have you. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he gets on up there. Absolutely. So, one final thing then, guys, and that's Southend at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Never easy going to Roots Hall, is it? <laughs> Not just in terms of getting there, but uh, getting, getting a result from Southend. You don't just mean the M25. Then, no, that's you? right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been informed about this. Oh, so I've been forcing this chip on there on Friday. It's a, it's a bit of a trek to, to Roots Hall, and it's one of the older grounds in the in the country they seem to have been talking about leaving Roots all forever yeah true um, but there's so many clubs like that at the moment though, aren't they talking about leaving their ground and it never happened mm. yeah um, so yeah an interesting game uh, if we remember of course and we'll delve into this I'm sure nearer the weekend but of course the first game between the two teams was the first home game of the season and it ended up with Derek Adams and Chris Powell both receiving red cards of course yeah um, so that I, I suspect that Derek Adams won't want to say too much about that when we <laughs> see him later in the week, but we'll obviously ask him yeah. about that, and uh, I'm sure Chris Powell will get asked about that by our... I'm our sure camp. they've both calmed down by now, though. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any reaction to that. I suspect not. It would, uh, it would have probably blown over, but it's a little little side story to the to the main event, which is an important game. Southend have, um, have picked up some decent results recently, but you know Argyle have, have come off a point at Burton and three at Oxford and they really need to try and start putting two or three wins together mm. so they've got to go there with that mindset I think you know draw, draws I'd normally say draws away from home are not bad and a draw wouldn't be the end of the world at Southend but at some point fairly soon Argyle are to gonna go, going to need to go on a run three or four wins in a row and this is I think has to be one of these games really. I think Southend aren't on the best of forms I think if I remember the football highlight show was saying they seem to win one lose one win one lose one which is better than drawing you know three <laughs> um, so if I go get them on a bad day then there's no reason why they can't win but I agree with Chris I think it's getting to the point now where you're facing a team in that sort of form you need to go there and get all three points you're running out of time 20 games left which I know maybe is just less than half a season but you need to get them on, the, on, yeah. on board now. It's, there's no point in waiting until you know April and March. And by beating Oxford, they've got themselves within sort of distance of uh, quite a few teams above them. I think yeah. there's six points between them in 23rd and Rochdale in 17th. That's not too much of a bridge to make, but it's when it gets to eight, nine, ten points, then you've got problems. And Southend are another team you want to try and drag towards yeah, you as well. Yeah, Oxford are one of those teams, and Argyle did that, and they need mm-hmm. to do that against Southend. They need to drag as many teams to be around them as possible. And, Chris is right, every time they get to within a touch of distance of safety, they seem to lose again and then be seven, eight points behind again. Mm-hmm. So they need to try and get out of that. Re- I think if they got out of that relegation zone, it'd be such a lift mm-hmm. mentally for the players. And, and that starts again on, on Saturday. 
Yeah, we saw it last year once they got out the bottom four. They, they yeah. seemed absolutely flew, didn't they? Yeah. So. Yeah. Right, well, thanks ever so much for joining me, chaps. That's all we have time for this week. Um, we'll be back again next Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday New Day. Yeah, New Day, of course, yeah. New Day. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be back to discuss the South End game, so be sure to join us then. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.